Hello and welcome to The Boy and the Bear. I'm Patrick, I support Celtic, and I find myself being good friends with this guy. I'm Scott and I support Rangers. Sometimes I find it difficult to listen to Patrick just drivel on about football. So for that reason, our good friend Stephen is here to act as a mediator. A pleasure, lads. Highlight of my week. I'm here to referee this podcast and the casting vote almost always lies with me. You love the power. I do love the power, so I'm here, yeah. Before we get started, it would be great if you could subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and follow us at boybearpod, that's boy with an H, on Instagram. And just to let you know, we encourage you to email us suggestions for topics to debate, trivia questions to ask, or just general... Hi. <laughs> so you can do that by emailing theboyandthebear at gmail.com. Scott, I just wanted to say a general... Hi. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, just, just weeks, weeks rehearsal to learn the email as well. Yeah. Super voice. <laughs> I've written it on my hand. I think. It's tattooed. Nailed it, Scotty. We like to start a podcast with Scott and Patrick providing a compliment for each other's teams. There has been a lot of matches since our last episode. Celtic winning 2-1 against St Mirren and 3-0 away to Ross County, whilst getting pumped 6-0 by Atletico Madrid. And Rangers, in the meantime, have beaten Dundee 5-0 and made it to a League Cup final. At the time of recording this, they are just about to play Sparta Prague at home in what is a huge game. So, lots to catch up on, lads. Have to say, um, it's not even for Rangers results, but Celtic getting pumped 6-0 um, is such a negative that I am going to let Scott go first. Oh, three weeks in a trot. I know, I know. I'm the second fiddle to this this guy. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's to give him a high <laughs> to go into the episode and then usually yeah. we spend the next 40 minutes bringing him down. Is that yeah. a high or a general high? Um, <laughs> right now it's a Belgian waffle high so. <laughs> Belgian waffle high um, Also I know this Scotty most weeks hasn't pre- has prepared fuck all for the compliments So it's quite nice to see him scramble Oh yeah, you go Scotty That's fine um, I've actually been surprised I have actually prepared this week So to be nice lads I'm just going to go with the old finishing routine from Celtic Some of the goals against Ross County were terrific Of very high quality so that's your compliment, Patrick. My compliment for you is, uh, well, c- congratulations on reaching the League Cup final. Hopefully you can win it for the first time since 2011. <laughs> I hope so, mate. I hope so. I'm sick of some really good research gone into this so far, yeah. Yeah, boys. What a flyer off the yeah. Only way is down. <laughs> 11 episodes in, we've peaked. <laughs> <laughs> is that right, though? First time since 2011? Yeah. yeah. We've well, made it no, to several finals. To f- we beat them just, in the final twice, I think. Yeah, we've just not won it. Oh, you've not, not won it. Okay, no, fair enough. Um, no. So Hamden, well, who do? I think that's the quickest we've ever done the compliment. So well done, boys. That is, uh, that's much better than previous attempts. So let's, uh, yeah, how, how, how's your week been apart from that? Because we've now got five minutes to spare that we normally don't have. Been pretty all good, eh? Scott? I'm on it. I'm loving life right now. The good feel good factor is back at Ibrox. It's nice to actually watch my team for, for a change instead of being a Debbie Downer, you know? There she is again. Yeah, uh, I'm good as well. Thanks for asking. Uh, I uh, I feel like sporting Celtic right now is a bit Jekyll and Hyde. Like nothing to complain about really domestically, and then I mean we'll get into the Atletico performance. I'm sure in more detail later on, but yeah, that was tough. That was pretty rough. I think we owe it to Scott that we go into detail about that performance. Yes, yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm, I can't wait. This is, this is what I've been looking forward to all day. Well, we go to be honest with you, boys. It's first on the agenda. Celtic debrief is what I've got on my notes. So domestically good, but what do they need to do to improve in the Champions League? 
only fair to come to the Celtic fan first on this one. It's, I mean, I, I think I'll, I think I'm probably annoyingly optimistic about Celtic in Europe, and it's it's really hard to be optimistic after a, after a result like that. Off to a pretty horrible start. I mean, in, in normal circumstances, you've got to you've got to think that coming away from Atletico Madrid Stadium with a two 0 defeat or something, no one would really bat an eyelid at. That's a result that they are capable of getting against any European team. But to go down one 0 so early on, and then respond actually fairly well, I thought, and look composed and look like we were capable of getting back into the game. I don't know. Did you like? Did you guys think it was a red card? Have you seen the incident? So I'd like to, I'd like to talk about yeah. this, right? Because domestically, domestically, it's not a red card. But now, if Celtic had four red cards in uh, three red cards and yeah, in four Champions League games, yeah, four Champions League games, I think there has to become a point where it's actually naivety. Yeah, where we don't think it's maybe red cards in domestic football, but I mean, look at the Marcus Rashford one last night. You could you could throw the same at him. Yeah, but it doesn't happen as often to English teams and other teams. We have to realise that refereeing standards in Europe are different, and it's for Scottish teams to adjust it. Because watching Celtic this season, the red cards have cost them their European campaign. Because chances are, I know we're going to come on to it, but they'll do very well to finish third now. Yeah, yeah, and I guess uh, yeah, that was like, my point as well. Sorry, uh, that. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I, th- I thought like third was always a realistic target for this group, and it's not impossible now, but it's very difficult. We've beaten Lazio away before. We can do it again. I don't doubt that this team can do it again, but it's that ill-discipline. And, you know, conceding 10, <laughs> conceding 10 goals, it felt like it. Conceding five goals with 10 men, it's sort of par for the course. You know, against a team like that, you give them a man advantage and you still try and play attacking football. It's, but then it's sh- what's going to happen. But then surely with that, like, there comes like a level of understanding. Like if you're against a team that good, they have to play a bit more compact and not. Tr- you know, I I understand that like you don't want to sit in and watch boring football because nobody wants to watch that, right? But I think from a you know not doing a smash and grab kind of job, but trying to play in a way that you're still able to control the ball and elements, still play but not get cut open. I think there's that maybe is a bit of naivety here. I mean, I suppose you've got to would you say like an inexperienced well, yeah, backline we, you know in that respect from Champions League level yeah you, well, we've, we've got, got heart. we've got he's got we, one eye can he see he wasn't even in the goal we've got Liam Scales playing at centre back in his first Champions League campaign he's like yeah. he's he's been great I've said that that feels like I'm a broken record at the moment but the damage was done in the transfer window like we just don't have the strength and depth and to have <laughs> you know James Forrest still playing away in the Champions League what a player it's just kind of embarrassing I think the board the board have thrown us under the bus our starting eleven's good lose the guy that's going to do all the pressing on the night in Maida like so early on but it's misses, just impossible he misses, he, miss, sorry, he misses two games as well doesn't he so he misses the rest of the group. our wingers for the Lazio away game are now going to be Yang and Forrest because Palma and Maida are suspended well, did, did he get a yellow card Palma yeah. oh, right. yeah, so I mean that just shows you the, the, so Mikey Johnson will be the first reserve winger and that's just depressing it. That's where we're at because we've not invested in the squad properly. Might as well just play Greg Taylor as a wing back at this point, you know. But then we've got, we've no, we don't have a second left back because Bernabe is nowhere to be seen. Honestly, the squad is so Jeez. patchwork, and when you look at it, we are a couple of injuries away from possibly being in a really bad situation, even domestically. Yeah. But to answer your original point, Scott, in terms of the way you play, I would never want. Like, there's no point playing defensively in Europe. Rogers has tried that before and been beaten. Yeah. 
but he's conceded an extra goal. He's conceded seven goals away when he's tried to be compact. And so if you're gonna if you're gonna test yourself and try and improve, then play the way you want to play against better teams. Oh yeah. I would also caveat that by saying it worked at home. We were unlucky not to beat them. Playing the way we played, so take the same philosophy away. Try and win. It's but uh, the whole game plan went to shit. Here, uh, here is my stirring pot question. Mm. Is that result for Celtic last night a worse result than the Rangers-Liverpool result of last season? No. I think it's on par. It's on par. A 10-minute capitulation. So. I'll, be, I'll be straight to the point here, lads. Atletico Madrid are not a top-tier European team. They didn't even get the group stages of the Champions League last season. Currently I mean, I, 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 th- I, think, I, I, th- I think... No, they're mid-table, they're not. They're not mid-table, but they're never going to win. Lally but no, listen, I, th- I think I think that's a bit of a harsh comment there. I think they've got some absolute world-class players. You look at their front two. Name them. <laughs> Anton Griezmann. Griezmann. <laughs> that's one. Are you alright? Rodrigo that's De Paul. One. Yeah. Not World Cup winner. Jan Oblak. The, the, yeah, I was just about to say, the, the goalkeeper co- 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 is amazing, mate. Their midfields, they've got Saul, they've got uh, Koki, like very technical, gifted players. They're in the Span- Spanish team. So I think they're. I think I don't. For you to say that they're not a great team, I think it's a not, harsh. No, 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 I didn't say. I said they weren't a top tier European uh, team. No, nah, I think fourth, they would. They're fourth in La Liga. Well, okay. So top tier. Are Atletico Madrid going to get to the semi finals of the Champions League this season? Yeah, they, they would. Can I just say I, I listened to the the game uh, the highlights and they said that every time Atletico Madrid beat Celtic in the group stages when they meet them, they always get to the final. That's yeah, really just, 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 so, just scrap the rest of the round just now, then. Eh? Well, you could do it. I mean, I'm just saying, you're saying that they're not a top tier European team. You're saying that they're not going to get to. Why am I defending? So, Scott, why, are, we in a, are we in agreement? <laughs> what the hell? Thanks, man. What's going on here? Wait a minute. Yeah. What day is this? I mean, Scott, <laughs> as Scott has just said, the, the Liverpool result was far more embarrassing. No, I don't think it was, mate. I think it's. Uh, <laughs> well, I, Scott, what you've done is you said it was on par, and I've went to back up your argument, and you've thrown me on no, the I just meant No, I just meant it's on par with like to- two top European teams coming, and you're trying to maintain, you know, the game for a period of time, and then you've got 10 minutes where you switch off. You become tired and that their quality just comes through. Like Mohamed Salah ripped us apart in five minutes. Do you mean? And that was that was five minutes of just sheer Unfortunately, football and greatness. Can you can know, see the pain on your face. Scott's yeah, probably right. And these these results are probably they're not uncommon anymore no. for Celtic and Rangers in the Champions League. And unfortunately, that is where we're at without the investment. I watched um, I watched uh, the Man United game last night. I don't know if you boys did. It was against Copenhagen, which is probably a team on par with what you say the old firmer. And I say that because Elianusi was one of the players that scored in the game. I just I don't see if see if Celtic were playing Man United and and oh, yeah, Man United were two 0 up and Rashford. I back Livingston off. to beat Man United at the moment. No, yeah, I just in me. Champions League. I don't know. I, just, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have seen Celtic come back and win that four three or Rangers. I'm not. I'm just saying. I don't no. know how that's. I, I think I think if you look at we've had this conversation before though like the reason we cannot compete in Europe is because the the budget and the prize money that we get in this country is almost a disadvantage. For I us disagree now. there though, Scotty. Like, I think as though because they no, they're able. Feyenoord has spent less than us and they're top of our group. Yeah, but they're able to. But if you look at the players like Santiago Jimenez, right, they've signed a few years ago. They signed him for like what fourteen million pounds or something as an eighteen year old kid. Like, Mate, we had Jota and let him go. Yeah, no, right, that's on the board, but I'm, what I'm saying is 
they're able to pick these players up every two years. You're able to get a Jota. We're able to get... I don't know who the hell we're going to get. We're getting, uh, we're getting somebody. Uh, somebody sometime would be great. Uh, but um, I think, you know, like you look at a, a team like that or Copenhagen, for example, they're able to pick these players up every couple of years and maintain their team um, for a period of time. Whereas we're, we're not, we're, we get them once in a blue moon and then we're so desperate for cash because we don't get enough prize money to compete to strengthen the overall squad that we have to sell. I'd still say, well, I mean, for starters, I would still back Celtic and probably Rangers at the moment to beat Man United, right? And a 10-man Man United at Celtic Park, Celtic come back and beat them. 100%. Atletico are a better team than Manchester United and we gave them a game at home. And it's a red card that costs us and it's strength and it's squad depth that costs us. I don't think we're going to, I think we're going to finish bottom of that group. Um, it's very hard to see with any injuries or the suspension that we've got us going away to Lazio and winning. Ordinarily, with a full strength team, I think we can go there and get a result. But without Maida and without Palma, I really struggle to see where the creativity is going to come from. I still, I, I still believe we'd have a chance to beat Feyenoord at home, but I think by then, by by the time that comes around, there's not going to be anything to play for. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> It's just such a different one. I don't. I don't want to seem like I'm down on Scottish football all the time, but I mean, so Pat, if you drop a Lazio, does it go to the final game? Do you have to take something off them to go to the final game? No, I think. Uh, I th- well, actually, mathematically, if we win both our last games, then we can still finish second. Um, no, I think. I think we require three points from Lazio. To be honest. Yeah. Right. Okay. And just to go to go to Scotty's point there about the Feyenoord situation, and imagine. Um, being able to hold on to squads. I think a lot of that comes down to the strength of the league in terms of like Feyenoord, Ajax, PSV, I mean, FC20 have won in the last 10, 15 years. Like you'll stay as a player in a competitive league and then it's a supply and demand thing. So if a league's competitive, like the Dutch league is, it then gets a better TV deal that then allows it to then strengthen and hold on to players because they can have the wage budgets. Realistically, Celtic were always going to sell Jota at his, at his maximum price because they can't afford his wage for that period of time. Whereas Feyenoord can hold on to these players throughout their whole career. So can Ajax, if they really comes to it. And that's... I agree with you, and like you know, we we Jota left, and I still think with Jota in the team, our camp, our Champions League campaign could have looked completely different. But then you have to give the board credit because we did hold on and give new contracts to people like Matt O'Reilly, to Kyogo, to Cameron Carter Vickers, and that's business well done. But it's more that it's not so much the question of selling Jota; it's the reinvestment and the money that we got for Jota, like whatever it was, twenty five million pounds. We've not seen equivalent value come in. And that's where the problem lies. Yeah, what I would say to that, Pat, is when did you sell Jota in the window? Was it quite late on? Uh, No, I think it was like early or mid. No, I can't even remember. Because most of what I'd say about Celtic and Rangers and something that Celtic have come on top with is none of their signings have seemed panicked in the last few years. So it'd be interesting to see if January they've maybe mapped out some signings to replace Jota. And at the end of the day, you are still five points clear in the league. Granted, the the Champions League campaign should have gone a little bit better. But it will be interesting to see if some of that money does go back in just to make sure that you guys actually do win the league. Yeah, I mean, I think January is going to be critical for Rodgers. I think Europe, it's not impossible, but it's looking like a write-off this season. And that is a bitter disappointment because the whole, apparently the whole ethos and reasoning behind Rodgers coming in again was to improve us in Europe. I still want that to happen. Um, I'd love a, a run to a, a Europa League final like Rangers got. I think we could do something in the Conference League if we if we ended up there. But these Champions League scuddings obviously make it very difficult to sort of talk about 
after the after the fact but it does come down to naivety it comes down to ill discipline and experience I still think and I still believe that Rodgers is going in the right direction with this team but dom- domestically we're looking absolutely great like no complaints whatsoever five points ahead you'd have taken that at the start of the season Rangers do look stronger now I think they pose a little bit more of a threat but it's only going to take one bad result for that bubble to burst I think yeah well, let's 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 stick on the point of Rangers, Scotty. Um, in terms of that uplift that Pat's Pat's come on to, what would you put that down to? Other than other than the manager, um, is it or do you have to put all of it down to the manager? I think most of it has to go to the manager. I think he's come in and you listen, you hear like say Jack Ball and John Lundstrom. You know, like John Lundstrom, for example, is a player. I said a, what a few episodes ago that I thought was going to be one that was. You've said on most episodes. <laughs> most you wrote, you wrote off the entire team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, as as I'm sure listeners can um, attest, I was very emotional and have been all season. So, um, no, I think you look at him as a prime example of a guy that myself and many others were probably like, well, that's him. That's his Rangers career. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he he goes. And the last like four games, he looks like a reborn player. He just looks rejuvenated. And I think he spoke after I think it was Dundee, and he was just full of praise for Clement and saying that he brought a freshness and. It just simplified everything, and then Jack Bolton's come out and said the exact same thing, and so I think he's maybe just come in and had a clean slate and given everybody a, a clean, you know, a, a new opportunity. Look at Scott Wright, you know, a guy that was Michael B was like, get yourself to the airport, son. You're you're on the way to ho- Turkey, not just for a holiday, you know. Just feel like we've been here before with this yep. point, though, Scotty. Yeah, yep. like, oh um, no, the players coming in, seeing the new manager's yeah. doing great. Yeah. I've got massive deja vu, and I yeah. think you probably do as well. Yeah, that's why. Like. That's why I'm not like as so much as I'm happy, and I'm, I am enjoying what I'm seeing from the team. It's nice I'm, to see you happy. Thank you. Um, it's nice to be happy actually. Um, <laughs> the Ranger Revolution in my household is kicking off, well and truly, you know, it's great. Um, but I, I think if you look at like that's that's the only thing I would say that stops you know the emotion fully taken over is because we've been here before we've been here with what two managers previously and then same group of players so as much as I'm enjoying this and we're we are looking like a a better functioning team we're playing with a lot more purpose we our xg's up um you know we're scoring we're creating more we look to be recovering the ball as well it's our defensive record okay we've got the most clean sheets but we're actually looking like you know, a lot more robust in defence as well, not giving away sloppy goals. So I heard a lot of folks saying that you looked a bit ropey against Hearts, not in the semi final, but in the league game though. Yeah. Apparently that was quite a poor Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the most fluid performance, if you like. You know, so that was I think that was what his third game, I think, third, fourth game in charge, something like that. And like then the next game was the Dundee game, you know, and that was probably the most complete ninety minutes. I've seen that you know we scored a goal within three minutes, and I was like, "What the hell am I watching here? What team is this? That's just St Rangers. What's going on?" But you know, I think that's just credit to the manager. I think he's got to take most of the praise, and then obviously the players can get a wee bit because they've taken on board what he's trying to imprint on them. But I think you have to caveat with a wee bit of caution because we've all been here before, and you've got to temper that expectation. But I'm here for I'm here for the Belgian. Honestly, what a, what a guy! And I said to you, and I, I don't know if I I said to many other people as well. We back this guy, and I think he'll bring success. I think we we back him. He'll he'll do a lot of good things for this club. So 
think you said that about every manager, but nah, nah, nah. I was just that was just lies. This is this is true belief. <laughs> Do you know what, Scotty? Would you like to apologise on behalf of all Rangers fans for the abuse that James Tavernier received? Um, for myself or just for, no, what? just just your just your family. Yeah, I, I do. I do. You you do speak for the people. Oh, I am the man of the people. I you am the, the people. You are the people. <laughs> God, God help them all. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think there has to be uh, an apology. Maybe maybe in some sense issued to the captain because, as I said, and I'm, we've always talked about it. He doesn't hide. He's not. He's not always had the greatest of games. He's not always been the top performer. But he never hides. He's always there. And look at the. the Pretty whole... sure you accused him of hiding away to Aris Limassol. I accused the whole team of hiding because they did hide. So he does right. hide. He did no. hide. <laughs> did hide. Did hide. Did hide. Nah, but what did Arsene Ving? Uh, what did Mourinho call Wenger? Specialist in failure. To be yeah. fair though, Scott, I'll back you up here. Pat's been raving about skills. Exactly. And then this this time it's like, oh yeah. Uh, skills was so dug so shit so against Atletico, wasn't he? We all were. Uh, aye. Well, exactly. So we were the same against Aris Lima. So John Lundstrom, the guy that was running, like, uh, did you see John Lundstrom sprint in the semi-final? What the fuck are you, was that? Are you praising a player for running? No, no. What I'm saying is if you compare that from the Aris Lima where he gets pushed off the ball and then stops running to chase the boy back and then you compare that to like what three weeks later he's sprinting to get a ball that's 50 yards in front of him I'm just saying so that's an at, that that seems to me like you're explaining an attitude change amongst Rangers yeah that's I think I think there's a, a change. I think there's a mentality shift I think that's the thing that's been most notable for me because you look at it was, a, it was Dundee and the Hearts I think it was the Hearts one was about 92nd 93rd minute and Dessos is up, you know, on his own the front line, and he's not pressing. He's just kind of jogging, and Clement is absolutely tearing him a new one by like shouting at him, saying you need to press, and he's just pointing and like, and that's in the ninety second, ninety third minute, Dessos and you're just thinking, yeah, yeah, he's like, I'm emotional, boss. I can't run anymore. Bring back Beal. Yeah, <laughs> please, at least he played me every week. Um, BBB, <laughs> please, BB. Um, no, but I think that's the attitude change, and I, I said this a few weeks ago. That was the thing that impressed me the most was the, you know, this guy's the guy that appears to take no nonsense, and I think that's the thing that he's bringing into this team more than anything right now. Um, it'll be interesting to see who he gets in January. How are you feeling about the Sparta game tonight? I'm actually quite quietly confident. Um, I think we've had a few more training sessions with him, a few more games under him. So I do think it will be a better a better performance. Um, I'm actually I'm actually thinking two 0 That's what I'm going for. I was just about to ask you that. I said by the time yeah. this comes out, that'll be after yeah, yeah. the fact. So yeah, wait, you heard it here first. Rangers two 0 win. Two 0 win. Yep. I think the home crowd advantage and another another two good performances under the manager. So I think it's all moving in the right direction, boys. Well, if you win this and you win the Amazon game, you're pretty much through, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we will, if we win this, we go top of the table. So I did not see that coming. I tell you right now, I did not. If that happens, I did not see. It's the only table you're going to be top of this season, boy. Uh, well, one more injury, Paddy boy, and your team is humped. Well, it's funny you say that, boys, and it's funny you've taken that tone. So keep it for this bit. <laughs> Who is having the better season? Oh, good question. Who's top of the league? Well, I mean, 
if you ask me a, a few, if you table this question and ask me in February, I'll, no, I'll be more than happy. Ask me now. To, Pretty boring if I ask. Yeah, you. yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> For a month ago, but uh, who's who's in the middle? <laughs> Hi guys, here's what I'm going to ask you in 2024. <laughs> just, just read the lead table out loud in our February <laughs> podcast. Huh? Um, I, as much as I want to say that we've had the better season, I think it's very hard to argue. Oh come on, try. Um, no, I'm. I think the first part of the the season was abysmal, and obviously resulted in the manager losing his job. But since Clement's come in, I think we pose a much more credible threat to Celtic, and there is actually hope. I mean, it's slim, and obviously we're still five points in, in Scotland. That's a fairly significant lead, but. There is hope amongst the Rangers fans that we can actually mount a, a challenge, and it'll be interesting to see what happens in December. Obviously, with if we do win, I think that'll give the players a massive jolt of confidence. So, I would like to say that you know, I would like to say the blue nose in me would like to say Rangers, but it's there's hard. Not to, much of a green nose in you, to be fair. No, there's really nothing green in my house. I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, the only thing green is my grass. Um, <laughs> I don't do right. vegetables. Remember that guy? Remember that video? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What a, what a weapon. Yeah, what a weapon. Was it Jock Steen that said uh, <laughs> Rangers are all right, but they haven't invented bluegrass? <laughs> um, oh, I think he, I think Scott is sort of adds some up. The timing of this question is really interesting. So fair yeah. play to you, Steve. That uh, it's so hard. It's so hard to to like come out. You know, really positive after a six 0 defeat. Anyway, but I think context is really, really important, and the context comes that that was with ten men, essentially, and you know, just last. No, I was just, I was, I was, I'm just going to say the context. Um, you can look at it from that narrow point of view, but the context is also that you're out of one cup. The Rangers look like they're going to win. You're going to be completely out of Europe by Christmas, and five points is not insurmountable. So there he is, uh, the blue, the blue nose mediator's back. Legend, <laughs> the Masonic pay bill has uh, come in nice, trumped early. Here's your Christmas bonus. <laughs> I actually think you guys should just swap roles in this sometimes, man. Uh, well, yeah, there's the argument we were looking for. Yeah, that's the argument I was prepared. I was just trying to be nice. I was just trying to be nice, but it, Scott said really, I get the abuse for doing this, right? But really, it should be the abuse should be labelled at. The the self proclaimed blue nose himself for not presenting these arguments. No, I just I just like to try and be realistic. You know, our that's league not position. What this podcast's about. Uh, well, I bring realism. That's what I bring. Right. Scott but does not, walking away. <laughs> <laughs> like Michael McBeal. So Celtic are top of the league. Top of the league by but five points. We've yeah. beaten Rangers already with a patchwork squad at Ibrox. Which has probably done the damage for the first half of the season. Yeah, we've got players in the form of their like, like Matt O'Reilly currently is playing the bit, some of the best football I've seen at Celtic for a very long time. We've got a top class striker in Kyogo who's tied down to a contract. Cameron Carter Vickers is back from injury. The blot on the season so far is the Atletico six 0 game and the defeat to Kilmarnock and Rogers is pretty, well, pretty much Rogers' first game back. But I don't think. I don't think those two results are enough to say that Rangers are having a better season so far. I think we've had an upturn. I think current performances we're doing a lot better. So I would I would say like 
you know, if you asked us this question, maybe in a couple, you know, a couple well, episodes time, I think I would be able to have a stronger argument to say that so far we've done well. But I think in the first part, especially, it's difficult to argue. You know, I'm trying to be realistic, but, right, but genuine, genuine question, right? Yeah, answer it as honestly as you can. Well, Would what you... the hell do you think I've just done for the last five minutes? <laughs> Christ. I'm, yeah. getting, I'm getting cited for not being blue enough. Fuck oh, shit. Yeah, and just light of the back teeth then. But, right, honest question. See, in January, yeah. right, would you rather be top of the league by five points mm-hmm. or win the League Cup? Mm. And we're still we're still in that. So the League Cup's completely, in your scenario, the League Cup's completely gone, right? Well, you won it. Oh, well, that's fine then. <laughs> you can't no, have thought, one without the other. What would it be? I do think. I think if you ask anyone, it, it would be to be top of the league. You know, I think like top of the league makes more sense because you've got more of a chance of winning. Case but closed. No, no, no. It's not a case. No, no. Because no, but I'm getting. I'm getting. Yeah, but I'm getting. Sorry, there. Scott. You carry on, mate. Yeah. Right. On. So, welcome to the party. Thanks. I've just arrived late. Um, but I do think it has to. You know, like we've not won that competition in a long time, right? So that's that's an aspect for why I think twelve years. Yeah, well, twelve years a long time. I do think it's an important trophy for us, not just because we've not won it in a while, but the message it sends to the squad that this squad is capable of winning things uh, under this manager. But leagues are bread and butter, right? You know, and you want to be in a chance to win that and get automatic Champions League with with that money and the you know the prestige that that comes with. So, you know. So Celtic think, are having a better season so far? We're f- boys, we're forgetting about Europe. Like, Celtic being shocking in Europe. Yeah, right? they've not been shocking in Europe. We've been, yeah, we've been competitive in all of the games. You get your one. pants taken doing spank by Diego Simeone. You lost to Aris Limas all the way. Like, Aye, come on. What are you the Mason, I told you that the Masons weren't there on holiday. They couldn't get to Cyprus. The plane was delayed. The Masonic jet didn't fuel up. I don't think you can use a sec- like that Atletico result to decide suddenly that Rangers are having a better season. I'm not, I'm using I, I think we're having. I think we're having. A, maybe you could argue there's a better. We're having a better European. You season. got beaten away to Aris Limassol. You got knocked out of the Champions League. Hall. And ladies like, and gentlemen, how- you can't see this, but Patrick is triggered. I have he's my head scratching. In my hands. He's like- scratching his eyeballs out. He's tearing his hair. This is what I came to do. And on that note, have a good night. <laughs> at, well, it's actually Steve that's done it not you you've been very jovial so far I'm, just I'm still giving the point to Celtic to be honest with you because yeah. I can't I, I can't give the Rangers argument no you can I know you can but I like you, the whole point is like the league is your bread and butter and we've had a shit first half of the league now ask us this in a few more weeks I will I will make an argument like, for see if, was a, see if there was a point in it I think I think you could Probably yeah, justifiably say that it rained. But we were but seven like, points we were seven yeah. points behind before Mike Beale got sacked, do you mean? So Yeah, you've already sacked him. Yeah, come on, it's yeah. a case closed. Ah, case, case closed. Yeah, so you you're slating me here. This is this is precious. This is terrible. Slate me for being honest. Do you want an honest bear or do you want a no. a blind bear? What do you want? <laughs> If you would, uh, if you would like to apply to be the new blind bear of the <laughs> podcast, please send your inquiry to the boy in the bear at gmail dot com. So we've got deaf, blind, and dumb in this show. Yeah? <laughs> Inclusivity is key to this podcast, and you're all diversity. Right? right. <laughs> I got my education in government. What can I say? <laughs> oh, oh my god, oh. man!
Well, look, boys, let's move on to my my um, my favourite part. Is this your favourite part of the show? Every single week, I <laughs> you say never it mention because it. you boys absolutely <laughs> cock up. Now, right. what I would say is this week is the last week. I feel that I'm going to let you gentlemen come up with your own questions, unless you blow them at the park this week, because we have had a couple of... Um, yeah, we've had people emailing in, haven't we? Yeah, we've had a couple oh, of people bro. emailing in. Basically, one, telling yourselves to get a grip and <laughs> sort out your own knowledge of your club. Yeah, that's fair. And secondly, asking the mediator to make it <laughs> <laughs> slightly easier for you boys with an A to D options. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. So this person's emailed in with something I tried to implement in the first couple of episodes <laughs> and you slated me, but you won't say this guy. It's because I, I believed in you, Scott. I believed in aye, you, but I don't aye. anymore. I think, I think the trouble lies in the fact that like week to week, we'll either, like one of us will do a really easy one and then the other one will do a, like, in 1958. <laughs> <laughs> or occasionally Scott will just copy your question. So... <laughs> There's one time, man. One time. <laughs> I'm going to come to you first, Scotty Boy. What is your question for Patrick this week? Okay. So, in the Champions League group of 2003-2004 season, <laughs> you had a group of consisting of Bayern Munich, Lyon, and one other team. Who was that team? Oh. Bayern Munich, Lyon, and... Yeah, the third team in there. Uh, Juventus? Ooh. Close, but no, Segal. Anderlecht. How's, how's that close? I was just. How <laughs> <laughs> in any way is that close? <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, oh, Rome. It's not even I close. Know, no. the same country. I know it's not. It's a train journey. It's a 45 minute train journey. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Across an international right. border. Yeah, passport there. A couple of borders. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, I remember. I think we came bottom of that group Sh- shock as well, actually. Yeah, shock. Um, Paddy boy? Good question, Scott. Mine, it's also a Champions League-themed uh, question. It's almost like we... Yeah. Spoke to each other before that. Um, so <laughs> Celtic have just conceded six goals in, the, in yep. one Champions League game. But how many Champions League goals did Rangers concede? last season in the group stages group stages only, only not including qualifiers I'm just trying to work out so, uh, I'm just watching yeah, mental, maths mental, maths. mental maths is not my strong point um, I better get that calculated out 7 plus 18 goals conceded is that your final answer yes <laughs> uh, sorry mate it's more than that it's, is it? it's the most oh, ever conceded that's... in a campaign it's Jesus. Uh, 22. Oh, I wasn't far off. That was pretty shit. But as you can tell, that was a mental scarring um, season for me. So I probably just blocked out my, my, my memory. <laughs> I'd like to congratulate Jordan Ritchie, who emailed in asking for that suggestion that will now be in play in future. Thanks, Jordan. Yes, Jordan. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks for taking the tip I gave you in the first episode. Eh? <laughs> At least we've got a listener that's yeah. listening to all of them, Scott. Legend. Absolute <laughs> legend. You're getting an air high five from me right now, mate. Does that does that mean that this episode's given to Celtic? Uh, it does, I, yeah. <laughs> I does, I. Sloppy one, no win. Right. Another goal conceded for Rangers. 
Uh, so moving on to the predictions for this week, gentlemen. I would like to say to start with that Patrick predicted Dundee to beat Rangers. That must have put a big smile on your face, Scotty boy. Um, the scores on the doors are Paddy 15, Steve 15 and Scotty still, <laughs> still lagging at the back with 14. It's close though. Next up is Rangers. It is very close. I'm surprised to be honest with you. I, I actually thought I'd win this. Um, just That's not like neutrality, you. But Oh, Dead look humble, at you, eh? Yeah. Um, uh, big oh, there. I'm surprised you can fit on the screen. I'm winning the <laughs> I podcast. The I love the bits of this podcast that you just grouped together. Next up, Rangers away to Livingston and Celtic are at home to Aberdeen. So, Patrick, I'm going to come to you first for your predictions, please. Okie doke. Uh, Levy are terrible at the moment. So, I am... Um, yeah, I'm going to say Rangers are going to win 4-0. Away at Almond Vale, the spaghetti head, and think a routine 2 0 Celtic win. Scotty Boy? Mm. I agree with Paddy Boy. The Livy team are pretty terrible right now, so I, I was going to say 4 0 myself, but I don't want to. Do it. Go on. <sighs> Join me. Join the dark side. I'm um, on the dark side, thank you. <laughs> Although you are losing, so you need to make a point somehow. So yeah. Copy I'm still going to do that. I go five, th- I dare you. Well, that's what I was just about to say. I'm going to go all out and go another 5 0 away <laughs> victory. He's done it. Uh, and I'm going to say 3 0 Celtic. And Steve, myself? Steve, myself. I think you boys are forgetting that Celtic and Rangers are going to come off, uh, especially Celtic, pretty torturous um, European games. I think the Rangers game will be difficult. How do you see that one going out of interest? I do think Rangers will win, but I do think if you look, there's a there is always a direct correlation between like if if Rangers or Celtic win in Europe and they kind of come down to coming back to playing like a Livingston away. So I'm going to go. I'm going to give Livingston a goal, and I'm going to say Rangers win that three one, and. Aberdeen are getting better. Celtic at home, though. What do you reckon the crowd will be like, Pat? Well, you need to remember Aberdeen are also playing tonight. Oh, good point. Yeah, but what 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 will the crowd be like? It and Barry, big Barry's greeting about having to play every three days. Get up, you Barry. Get used to it. There's a lot. There's a lot of unrest at Celtic at the moment with the Green Brigade and tickets and all that. And we'll go into that another time. It's, don't want to get too heavy into the politics of it all, but I think that that does undoubtedly dent the atmosphere but I think the crowd will be up for it I think it'll be games against Aberdeen are always well attended and right up for it so yeah, it'll be um, a good good crowd but maybe not as noisy as usual I think Aberdeen are decent going forward though in terms of I think they'll nick a goal so I'm going to go 3-1 Celtic with that one as well you have been listening to The Boy and the Bear if you want to get in touch with us you can email us your thoughts to theboyandthebear at gmail.com and please do follow us on Instagram at boybearpod that's boy with a h Hail, hail, boys. Follow, follow, lads. See you next week, boys. That's quite high pitched, quite. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Just really excited, you know. <laughs>